You need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far. Don't worry, baby. Maybe we should start every podcast, podcast like that. An acapella song from the 70s. And so, so far, that has happened. Welcome to the fourth episode of Talking Token. This week we are kind of diving a bit more into the factions of the elves, talking more about Feanor and his descendants that were after him. Uh, So I was completely wrong about that because I assumed we were going to start talking about men at this point, but it looks like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. But this is the Silmarillion Part 4, where we're talking about chapters 5 and 6. Enjoy. I'm, I'm rambling because I don't Ooh. want to talk about we're this gonna section. Talk about, we're going to talk about the writings of the better friend today. I don't <laughs> okay. know what happened and this season. And fighting words. Uh, Sorry. Really? So, you don't know what happened because I feel like this is actually one of the more straightforward Okay, I got, I got all the thing. It's like, this person begot this person. This person had these children. And yeah, we did have a kind of like a Gathered all that stuff. Which, um, you know, for the most part, that genealogy kind of part, you know, with all of the sons of Finway's sons... For the most part, you like that's the, you know those are a bunch of names that aren't going to be of much import. However, there's one. There is one, a daughter, and that's the reason I'm wearing this ring today. And one, <laughs> I do. Okay, I did see one name that popped out that I was like, I think I know that from somewhere. <laughs> and what name was this? Olmo. No. <laughs> Galadriel. Yes. I was expecting you to say Glandrill, so I'm glad. Kate Winslet. Met- I mean, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is not Titanic. Kate Blanchett. Kate <laughs> Blanchett, yeah. I'm the so, king of the Middle Earth! We'll, we'll, we'll go back to this later because I, I do want to talk a little bit about Galadriel uh, when we get to that. But yeah, uh, we, we meet Galadriel in this in this segment. Well, we and, meet other elves, and, too. And other elves, too. And, uh, more important ones, honestly. More, yeah. And then we also do meet, uh, or uh, not meet, but um, we read mentions sort of... Um, like veiled mentions of some things. We should probably but mention that this is chapter five. Yeah, this is five and six. Yeah, that's of, right. we're on five of, right now. Of stuff and stuff. <laughs> of stuff and stuff. Yeah, we are we are on chapter five of the Silmarillion, <laughs> and uh, in chapter four, five we learned of Eldamar and the princes of the Eldalier. So again, we're talking about a lot of elves, but it's also like more specifics of how elves came to Valinor slash yes. Arda slash the West. Mm-hmm. Um. On an island that moved around. So, yes. So, <laughs> the elves came to Arda because Ulmo uprooted this island that apparently The elves just... came to Aman. Yes, sorry. Aman is the blessed realm, so the name for Arda is, is the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Ulmo uprooted this island that was apparently between the two, and he kind of made it into a ferry, but then part of the island got stuck in the Bay of Belair, Belar. Yeah, and became yeah. the Isle of Belar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yes. Yeah. And then there were the Teleri, who we talked about that last week, where they just kind of got lost. And then Guy fell in love with Dudat and his I elves. do remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. his elves just kind of stuck there. And then finally some of the Teleri made it to uh, Beleriand. And so, you know, some of them went on, you know, went. And then the others that stayed became the Felithrim, 
And they were the first ship makers in Middle Earth. I put chip makers in my notes. <laughs> but actually ship, <laughs> as in the thing you say so on if you're If you're a fan <laughs> of, uh, you know, those uh, pretzel grid, grill grid things from Snyder's of Balerion. <laughs> okay, I was, I was like, what are you getting at, man? I just know you like those pretzels. <laughs> I do love those pretzels. Especially when you put Hershey's Kisses on top yes. of them. They're really good. And then eventually the island, the elves are like, okay, this is good. Stop moving. So the island stops moving. And became Telerissa, Erissa? Telerissa, yeah. Or the Lonely Tor. Island, which I liked a lot Tor, more. Sorry. Yes. Tor, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Tor, lonely Island made more sense. Tor means island, Erissa means lonely. Yep. Wait, so it's Tor, not Toll? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's Toll Toll Arisea. Wait, it Toll is Toll Yeah, Toll Right, okay, Toll sorry Autocorrect yeah. Be careful I'm already also, It's already fragile Also note The Lonely Isle Not the Lonely Island As in Whoops, my bad Yeah, my uh, bad yes. My bad Lonely Isle um, Speaking of autocorrect though Every time I typed Phenorphin It would change it to F.P. Norphin what and, and what's what? What are you typing into? What are you typing it into? Pages. Pages. Okay, I was typing on okay. the Google Docs and it automatically was like. Oh, See, you're talking Google, about? Yeah, we're talking about what you. This is what you're talking about. Go, yeah, Google Docs is pretty smart. It's learning uh, a, a lot of my uh, Tolkien stuff because it's not you know as freaking out as much about spellings. They dump, if I were yeah. to take notes in like Word or Pages, we would have many issues. But Google <laughs> Docs, you are doing a good job. Uh, so anyway. Uh, what I found interesting about this section is, if this is indeed like a creation myth for uh, our, our planet, like plate tectonics is like neatly included. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, I mean, yeah. it just shows how like, uh, like Tolkien is a smart was a smart guy, like a Very. really smart guy, obviously. So I feel like he would throw in some stuff like that just because like, it's, he's a smart dude living in a modern world. He's going to tell this, like, creation story how he wants to tell it. But but he's going to make it so that, you know, it can account for evolution and plate tectonics. Because that's just fun. That's just fun. Smart, smart dude. One of the smartest ever and one of my favorite humans to have ever been a human. So, yes. <laughs> so eventually, <laughs> eventually yeah. the elves get to Amon. Not Oman, uh, which is a gulf in a small country. Uh, they get to Amman, and they are at first living, like, behind the Pelori, or the, that wall. And then they're like, you know, these trees are beautiful, but we kind of miss the stars. So they break open the Pelori, and they, they build a, a hill for them to live on. And the hill is called Tuna, I guess. Tuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, piano. Uh, sorry, bad joke. And so... <laughs> One si- on one side of the hill, you get the light of the trees, and on the other, you can see the stars. So it's like a happy medium. Yeah. Now, this is in their new area, not... Cause I'm, I'm getting this... I'm, am I getting this mixed up later on? Yes. Where, like, a bunch of elves want to go back? Yes. Okay, yes. I'm getting that mixed up. All right. Yes. <laughs> so this is where they're at now, which is... Now, okay... Now, there's two different land masses that they were talking about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One's Middle Earth and one's another place, right? Well, so Valinor is Valinor's in the west. In the west, In the yeah. west, across the sea. Hold on, let me get my map. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's, it can be very difficult to keep all of the geography right. straight. And then there's like a, like a massive sea between them. Yes. And so they move the island over to Middle They're, Earth. Yeah. 
and now these people are settling in Middle Earth. We, no, we, we have, no, we have, they're taking them from Middle Earth. We're going to the west. We're going to Valinor. Wait, hold on. Okay. Really? Yeah, because remember, remember, we had these three tribes of the of the Eldar. Yeah. That had uh, awoken. So this is only Middle Earth, but like here's the Bay of Balar where the island comes, and then that's the part that gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the island like docks here, and then all the elves get on, and the island like goes over here to the west. So it's like a big bay here mm-hmm. called actually called ba- Bay of Balar. Yes. And if you were listening at home. Pull up a map or something. I what are we looking at here? Map a, of Beleriand. There's, there's a map in most Beleriand. Uh, Beleriand. Mm-hmm. And it it is of note that north is up on this map. I mean, it's an Elvish map because the dwarves put east as up in all of their maps. Yay! Different. <laughs> Yay! But that's not something that'll come in, in handy. So it got later. so it got unhinged here in the bay. Like, this chunk of land was pulled out. No, it actually wasn't part of the bay. It was, like, between the two continents. Just between it. And they, like, moved it to one, and then part of it got stuck. Mm-hmm. And then they moved it to the other. Um, so For yeah. some reason, I just imagine this island with a motorboat, like, a mo- outboard motor <laughs> on it, just zipping on the sea. By the way, I one of the things that I was uh, taking note of that I really liked, I just want to interject this here. Um, I, I One of my favorite things about Tolkien is, is like, the linguistics aspect. Oh, I have translations. And, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I mean, translations aside, just, um, just his phrasing, um, I really love. I, I like the uh, the the duo of words, "deathless shore," um, because that's that's where the the Teleri are um, on the island. Um, so I yeah. Really like so anyway, we're on we're on uh, Tuna, and they build their city, and they 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 took after Telperion, and so. Yavanna gives them their own white tree, which is like Telperion, but it doesn't have the lights and it's not as fancy. And it's uh, named as Galathilion in the Sindarin tongue. For some reason, that's where I was bouncing around thinking like I'd heard those words before. That one in particular, for some reason, I felt like I'd heard before. Well, so they say as this tree had many saplings, one of which eventually was planted on Tor Erisea, which would become the white tree of Numenor. And that tree also, so that tree that was on Tol Arasea is named Celeborn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds which really Which you've familiar. heard Celeborn before. Yeah. Who is Celeborn? Uh, I don't remember you know, exactly. It's, it's, it's Galadriel's know. husband. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just didn't know the name. <laughs> um, so anyway, w- remembering what you've seen from the movies, does a white tree ever come in? Does that ring a bell? Yeah, kind of, yeah, Minas Tirith, there, there was a, a former white tree. The white tree of Gondor, Gondor right? Yeah. And well, then it was dying at that, that point. Mm-hmm. And that tree is actually a sapling of the white tree of Numenor, which was Nimloth, which was a sapling <laughs> of Caliborn, which was a sapling <laughs> of, of Galilean, which was a sapling of Talperion. Uh, There's a big old line of trees <laughs> all the yes. way up to Gondor. But, 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 if you remember also, who is the king of Gondor, or who becomes the king of Gondor? That was Aragorn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And his... He, he, he is family yes and he is of a, of a race of men that are particularly known for being long lived yeah what's up with that you guys say so that's gonna come okay. up in this yes though. Aragorn and the tree come from the same place that's right oh, okay. Aragorn is last of the Numenorians yes <laughs> but we're really jumping ahead but we're ahead really here. jumping ahead but, but it's important though because you have these little yeah these, these snippets that are woven snippets in that are woven in and you know some of them were 
you know, known way back in 19, when, whenever this was written, what, 1917? Uh, and some of them were maybe added later and woven back in. And When did so, Tolkien die again? 1974? 74. Yeah, 74, okay. yeah. Or 73, 74. You said this book came out three or four years it, after, yeah, it's, so... This, it, it came out in 77. Hey, Siri, when did J.R.R. Tolkien die? I'm pretty sure he died in 73. That's a morbid question, John. That is a morbid question. Here's what I found on the web for when did J.R.R. Tolkien die 73. <laughs> <laughs> it picked you up, Katie. Uh, Sorry, Siri, I confused you. When did die 73, you know. Uh, and all of these are about when he was born. <laughs> Died. The simplest answer is that J.R.R. Tolkien died because he was an 81-year-old human. Yeah. <laughs> and he was born in 1892. I like how they made that distinction yeah. that he was human. He was a 81-year-old human. That is why he died. This is what you get for using Bing as your default yeah. search engine. <laughs> Th- thank you, Bing. That was very helpful. Uh, also, so, thank you, Siri. Uh, yes. So after we get this, um, we go into the, the elves a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, the Eldar exist. And they're they're nice, but the Noldor are where it's at, uh, because the Noldor are hungry for knowledge, um, and they also like create things more. They're kind of more proactive, mm-hmm. and so they start digging for stone so they can build towers. And they discover, however, first and another thing that is I, I I'm just you know interjecting it here because me. Um, they really love speech as well, and oh, I, they create my, yeah. words. Um, they have a big love of words, so they. So yeah, well, to... so they're digging and they find these these gems, these earth gems, and uh, their king is Fenway. Fenway, I know and, that. And word. he has three sons: Fanor, Fengolfin, and Fenarfin. You really messed up not letting me try to pronounce these. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, from from now on, we will let like, Chase try to pronounce all of them. I like Fenarfin a lot. <laughs> so it sounds like like a He-Man character. Wow, I sound like an idiot right there. So, anyway, here here's a, a little bit I excised from the uh, the book uh, the noldor afterwards came back to middle earth which is what you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, and this tale tells mostly of their deeds so what he means is this tale tells mostly of the this tale tells mostly of their deeds he's saying that from now on we're going to read mostly about the noldor all right the all right, silmarillion yeah. becomes the story of the noldor i i kind of got that just like the old testament becomes that... the story of the israelites yeah mm-hmm. um Therefore, the names and kinships of the princes here may be told, and that form which these names later bore here in the tongue of the elves of Beleriand, dot, dot, dot. Feanor was the mightiest in skill of word and of hand, more learned than his brothers. His spirit burned as a flame. Now, Fea, and in and, and, and Quenya, Fea means spirit. Mm-hmm. So his spirit burned as a flame. Yep. Um, and then the sons of Fenarfin were Fenrod the Faithful. Fenrod the Faithful. <laughs> uh, yeah, who afterward was named Felagund, Lord of Caves. Many, many sons of Fenarfin. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And then Let's a get sister to... they had, Galadriel, most beautiful of all the house of Fenway. Her hair was lit with gold as though it had caught in a mesh the radiance of Laurelin. Now, Chase, do you remember who Laurelin is? Yeah, and I remember that that language right there really captured me. I right, that, that was pretty cool. That was my uh, I I took note of that. That's one of my favorite passages from from what we've read for today. Um, uh, my response to that is hot and also damn <laughs> because um, yeah, I mean, so think about it. Like she's being compared to. Laurelin, who remember was one of the two trees. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. The the golden one. Um. That's that's really, really something. So so Galadriel 
is really old. Yes. Yes. Really old because yes. we're talking about like this stuff. Ancient. Has time begun to factor in again in this? Yes. Yes. All right. So, so we're properly yeah, in time. It, remember, ages are passing because remember, Melkor has been um, locked away locked for, away for, for, three, for ages. three ages. For three ages. So yeah, time so, time is passing. Uh, so one, it's really important to note that Galadriel is related to Feanor. Yeah. Because Feanor, I'm not spoiling anything by saying Feanor becomes super important because the next chapter is literally titled "Of Feanor." Yep. Yes. And the unchaining of Melkor. So um, also in chapter five. Uh, the Teleri, who are in the west, but they're on uh, Tolarisea, uh, they decide they want to leave and join their elvish brethren. And so uh, Ose taught them shipbuilding, so they learn how to make ships. And they, it's kind of, it's it, well, I think it's interesting because like the elves can't synthesize this technology; they have to be like taught, taught. this technology because, as we've kind of previously established, elves are kind of in this form of stasis because. Well, yeah, like, and, like, there was this part about, like, imagine it's, like, early man and, like, the stories of, like, Prometheus giving them fire. It's very reminiscent of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, totally. uh, I mean, they, they have, like, they, they're apparently good with words, but then, like, it was, like, but then, like, they get, but then they haven't come up with writing yet or the need or importance for writing. Mm-hmm. And that comes up in the next chapter, in chapter yes. six. Mm-hmm. So after they finish building their, their ships, uh, Osei gives them swans with really powerful wings who... Take them across. Yeah, super. Like I don't know why I found that. Like it wasn't necessarily that, that that imagery was so super silly. I just like had this like image of like boats that were swans. Well, the issue here being that the sea is windless, windless. Mm-hmm. and they have not yet invented the uh, steamship. Fulton's Folly is not a, right. Yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they 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 finally get Fenway's to Fenway's Folly. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. That is truer than you know. Fenway's Folly. We're gonna get into that. Is that. the title of this episode? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, once they get to Amon, the Teleri like wander around. They're like, these things are beautiful, and they're like, well, we kind of like the sea. So they decide to build their city in the harbor rather than joining the rest of the elves on Tuna. And so the Noldor, who craft all these beautiful things, give them a lot of beautiful things. And the Teleri kind of wander around. They, mm-hmm. They're not, like, mm-hmm. just in there. No, like, they, <laughs> they, you know, they visit the trees and they visit, the, you know, but they, they, like, stay by the sea. But something that I love, like too, so... Like hippies. So the, the Noldor give them these jewels and the Teleri, like, scatter them along the beaches <laughs> and in these, like, yeah, wave pools, which is really, like, so ima- <laughs> just imagine how beautiful this place looks. Yeah. Like, it's already... You know, the light of the trees and everything, it's already the most beautiful thing that's ever been beheld, except for, you know, like the Valar. Um, but <laughs> for some reason, but now like you've got all these jewels that are crafted by the Noldor just kind of <laughs> well, glinting around. I, I didn't think of it this way, but I love that idea. It's like, you know, somebody brings me, he's like, oh, here's some beautiful diamonds I, I bought you because you're my friend. Cool, I'll and put I, this on the beach. Yeah, I like yeah. sprinkle them in my, like between La. my pavers to La. make my path look pretty. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, really, think of it. Beautiful, just beautiful. Love it. Uh, so yeah, that's mostly chapter five. Do we have anything mm-hmm. else to? I think the the next chapter was shor- well, shorter, but it was definitely more interesting. Like there was some more stuff to it. Yeah, I mean, this was just like it just felt like uh, busy work of sorts. Like this was like uh, groundkeeping well, for what's going to come ahead. We had we had to learn how how the rest of the elves make their way towards, or most of the rest of the elves anyway, make their way towards uh, Valinor, and mm-hmm. um, you know. Again, establish you know what 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 they what they do in their crafts and what the different peoples kind of excel in and 
Uh, who, order to... <laughs> which which of the Valar are they? Some are good at some are good at writing. Some are good at boat. Some are good at But in order to gyms. do this, he had to establish who where, where the elves came from. In order to do that, yeah. he had to establish what from meant. And in order to and, do that, and, yeah. and who these weird god things are, and <laughs> yeah. what time even means, and uh, music. <laughs> so then, chapter six of Feanor and the Enchanting of Melkor. So I just want to say everyone should have a bad feeling about this title. Yeah, obviously. Everyone yeah. should just have a bad feeling in their gut right now. And if you don't, you're wrong. Well, and, and, and <laughs> like the issue is the way the the, 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 ugh, the way that the title is structured is that it implies causality between Feanor and the Unchaining of Melkor, which yeah. is actually not true. No, it, yeah, it, yeah, exactly, no. yeah. But it's but I mean just 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 those three words, Unchaining of Melkor. So this at the beginning, you know, we find out that Noldor invented the alphabet, and then we do that thing where he like jumps into a part of the previous thing and gets a little more in detail. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's another. We go quote. back to this genealogy. Here's another quote I excised. In that time was born an Eldamar in the house of the king in Tyrion upon the crown of Tuna, the eldest of the sons of Fenway, and the most beloved. Now, do you remember who this the first son of Fenway was? We just talked about him. Fainor, yeah, f- yep. no, but <laughs> yeah, Fainor. Yep. But but in this quote, he has a different name. I want you to read it. Oh, I just moved. Oh no. <laughs> oh God, I don't. Yeah, I remember reading that one. Kafule, Kafule vu. Okay, this is not, not, not Kafule vu. That sounds, that sounds dangerously close to Cthulhu. Yeah, no, Kuru Fenway. <laughs> Kuru Fenway. What the hell was so, that? Yes. Doing? Anyway, to continue the quote, Kuru Fenway was his name. But by his mother, he was called Fanor, Spirit of Fire. And thus, he's remembered in all the tales of the Noldor. Uh, so, Fenway, okay, if you break down his name, Kuru, Kuru means skill. And Fenway is just his father's name. Mm-hmm. So, could you imagine, like, you're, you're, like you have a kid and your, your wife's like, hey, let's call him Skill to Chase. Yeah, like actually able to do something. <laughs> Hi, I'm John, and this is my son, Skill to John. Like, I have taken you and boiled it down to, like, your better essence and produced this. He's gonna uh, be better at boat. Yeah. Well, so Fanor is incredible, and he invented the alphabet. He was the one who invented the idea of writing and created scripts. And he was the first elf to learn how to craft gems that were brighter than those created by the earth. So, um, after Fanor is born, though, yes, um, it's kind of kind of important and pretty sad. Um, so his mother, Muriel. Oh yeah, this part. Yeah, this was messed up. Yeah. So she w- she wishes for death after birthing him, which is Be- because what I got was like it was like it was too much. Like yeah, it was too much well, of an ordeal. Yeah, it was, like it, it was, was just like, such an ordeal. The way the word to me was like it was like it was like almost like in ex- Okay, I'm gonna use some weird words here, like. It, the like sheer act of like expelling him or like <laughs> having him instead of him like forced out her soul or something. Well, kind of, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Ugh. she she says she says never again shall I bear child for strength that would have nourished a life of many has gone has gone forth into Feanor. So yeah, all of the strength that she could have given to you know however many other children she might have had was put into Feanor. Yeah. So he like. You gotta he's understand like, that Feanor like is like Mega Dugger. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Mega Dugger. Which is a terrifying concept. <laughs> wow. I, I wish you would not said that no, because you know, no. I'm even more scared. Uh, no. No. Basically he he has the life force of, of many. Of many, yeah. Which is why he is so spirited and so intelligent and so mm-hmm. um 
So yes, his mother, uh, they he, they basically do like doctors used to do, and it's like, oh, you need to take a vacation, be in a nicer climate, cool your wits. She goes to Lorien and she passes away. She go, yeah, she goes yeah. to Lorien to you know to sleep and to get better, but I, so she 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 goes to sleep, but in fact passes away. Done. And her, her body, however, you know they they like preserve. They say her, her body is doesn't wither but she doesn't come back she, yeah she's the she's, she's the she's, ava perone yeah <laughs> um so do you notice anything about this chase what, 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 what just what, happened well a woman gave birth to a kid okay that's happened before what else happened? yeah exactly <laughs> and it was too much and she passed away has that happened anywhere else in this book or yes. like within this book Oh man! Oh, pop quiz! Oh. <laughs> this is the first. Oh, is yeah, the first no. death he talked yeah, about the first. The first death that has occurred. Oh, is that why? That's why it's important. Yeah. That's why it's important. I thought you meant that it was like repeating so, itself. No, no, it's the first death. Yeah, that's true, right? So Feanor is responsible for the first death. Mm-hmm. But not. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Huh? Because Melkor didn't kill anyone; he just corrupted them. But he didn't. But he didn't like killing little animals or anything like that. They don't count. Animals don't count, right? Well, it's also important because uh, remember she's an elf. Yeah. And elves only die. Of oh yeah. yeah, they die of you know uh, like extreme grief. grief. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. She invented Ugh. postpartum depression. Yeah. This <laughs> Prozac would have saved. Muriel. Oh no, that's insensitive. Thainer can't can't <laughs> feel good about this. Not Prozac, it's a loft. Right? Like well, you can't feel good about. I mean, we'll we'll learn more about Feanor and Feanor's feelings, because Feanor invented feelings. <laughs> um. So he's kind so, of he's kind of the John Boehner of of the elves. He, uh, he, he cries at everything. Licks his lips at him too. Ooh. And Why? he's orange. That's a really unfair comparison. That's, that's incredibly unfair. Yeah. <laughs> so I just imagine like so, the elves having like a weird glow to them. Like it's just like this like silver light is eking out of them at every pore. Well, maybe so, not that. That's kinda nasty. <laughs> but anyway, Finway now, of course, is incredibly sad. Um, but he gives all of his love to Feanor. And all my loving I will give to Feanor. <laughs> I should was, know this song better. Song. Yeah, <laughs> that was the original song. Um, so now Feanor grows quickly, and I love this phrasing: as if a secret fire were kindled within him. Um, so, because again, yes. his mother called him Spirit of Fire. This was repetitive. Where I felt, yeah, I thought this was like a lot of stuff that like Tolkien was throwing in as like foreshadowing. Yeah, it is because also like for me, it's not been as like like okay. They're making the world. Obviously, things are going to be like uh, like this is not as important as what's going to come later. We're setting that up, but this is like the first time I feel like there's been active foreshadowing. Well, okay, so to me, to me, Feanor is associated with death. He, he's responsible for the first death. I mean, he didn't cause it, cause it. but he or he, he did. But, but it, he it, it came to. to pass. But he's also associated with fire, which is destructive. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's setting up the fact that he's strong-willed. Now, who else is strong-willed? And who else is also associated with fire? Melkor. Yep. Okay, I was almost gonna say someone else. <laughs> and now this is when Melkor has basically been said, "All right, you're good. Well, wait, you're done. Yeah, you're Melkor done. is is released. 
Mm-hmm. Man, that felt like thousands of years. Well, and what I find interesting is that he's like given this kind of tribunal. Yeah, and, and the verb to use is Melkor sued for pardon. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I mean, I know like like sued for peace is a technical war term, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's not just like I'm going to take it to court, but I I just love the image of like, yeah. like Valar some, court. Some yeah, somewhere along the way, the Valar became like politicians and like like. Lawyers. Well, they're because the way this was all word was bizarre. They came down to Arda to you know build it and maintain it and protect. We built it, this. They're right? the twenty twelve uh, presidential this, election. Yeah. Um. But so uh, I, I want to talk a little bit though about about Feanor and so we we talk about his skills and all that. Um. And that he's he's very strong headed and. You know, is not easily swayed in his opinions. He made the alphabet um, better. He made the alphabet better. Made <laughs> he it took. Better. He yeah. He's he's incredibly smart and incredibly talented, incredibly skilled, and uh, as you had alluded to earlier, he discovered how gems greater and brighter than those of the earth might be made with skill. Um, is this is this Silmarils? Okay. All right. The first gems that Feanor made were white and colorless, but being set under starlight, they would blaze with blue and silver fires brighter than Helluin, which is the Middle Earth name for um, Sirius, the dog star. Uh, And other crystals he made also, wherein things far away could be seen small but clear as with the eyes of the eagles of Manwe, which suggests... That's, Palantir. That's super, super, really super cool, cool wording. On really that one. cool wording. God, love it. I love. I love the phrasing that you find in in Tolkien. And do you, do you remember uh, what what Bilbo was looking for? Oh, God, that the Arkenstone, the right? Arkenstone. So there's there's actually never a causal relationship established between the Arkenstone and the gems of Feanor, but it's heavily implied. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's implied, and um, and we we can we can. Uh, believe at least that his people, if not Feanor himself, created them. And, and I might be bringing this up when we get into the Hobbit, but didn't the elves have gems that were in that that the dwarves took that were in that fortress? That could they be these from from this guy from Feanor? You'll, you'll see more about the importance of elvish creation. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll learn more about that as we go. <laughs> um, but now Mel- Melkor's back. We get onto that. Yeah. All right. So we had, of course, then you know we had Finway took a second wife and had uh, more sons and um, and bloody bloody blah. Where am I? Da, 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 da. Yeah. So 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 yeah. Uh, Melkor's time. Uh, several several ages have passed, and and Melkor's completed his his sort of term in in prison. Did so he learn how to knit during that time? <laughs> you know, I I hope that he found a hobby <laughs> during that time, but but knowing Melkor, he just sat and stewed in anger. Well, and then they put him in front of that weird, like, tribunal or court, and they right. pardoned him. They ended up mm-hmm. pardoning him while... And they all felt weird about it? Except... Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. For Manway. Manway felt weird. Didn't feel weird yeah. about it. Which, which the, yeah, the reasoning behind it was really interesting, too, but... But yeah, so so Melkor, you know, is doing a great job at, at acting, uh, but you know he's envious of the Valar and he hates the children of Iluvatar, and he's uh, extremely lustful for the gems and and all, all the pretty things. And and the reason why 
Manway kind of let him be pardoned is because Manway is so pure he cannot detect evil, yeah. basically. Manway, Manway has absolutely no evil in his heart that he cannot see no. the evil in Melkor's heart. No context. So, Just no yeah. idea. And, yeah. and, and like Tulkas and everyone else was mm-hmm. like, uh, this guy's clearly still evil. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but we can't like follow your orders to suppress his re- like rebellion and then rebel against your orders. So yeah, we're because like, that would be contradictory. We can't support rebellion. But the other thing, too, about Manway is that Manway remembers... Iluvatar's vision and that Melkor was exactly like Manwe in Iluvatar's vision. So that's what Manwe is going on, is on Iluvatar's vision and what what that's that's what his concept is. Okay. He doesn't understand yeah. Melkor's evil. But anyway, he's still, you know, evil as hell <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and, and does it much it seems like he's less showy about it this time. And is well, like, yeah, he's very because he's trying to deceive. He's 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 Katie Heron and Mean Girls right now. <laughs> but yeah, he's totally infiltrating uh, to 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 mess up Regina George's life. <laughs> so he hates the children of Luvatar the most. So he pretends to love them the greatest. I'm moving into your neighborhood, Noldar, and I have to report to you that I am formally a horrifying <laughs> uh, god demon who tried to destroy the world. Uh, and we're, we got that out of the way. Are you on the uh, is there a bake sale recently or something like that I can be part of? <laughs> okay, raise your hand if you think Melkor should have to go around uh, <laughs> to all of the houses in Valinor and declare himself as an evil demon. <laughs> Everyone, ding dong. I've been Hello. free of it for three three ages, you know. Yeah. Um. So yes, he 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 then says, "Oh, I I tutored Vanor, right?" Which is a blatant lie. Because Feanor hated Melkor more than anyone. Yep. And Feanor coined the ner- the Nerm. The Nerm. The Nerm. Which is like a name, but it's cooler. But it's also a term. Uh, yes, he, he coined what, the term. What else do we call Melkor now? We don't call him Melkor in, in Middle-earth. What do we call him? Manus? No. No, wait, sorry. I got mixed up with something else. Uh, uh, Think 80s oh. metal. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one. Okay, well, oh, I don't remember it. What is Mor- the- okay, Morgoth? Morgoth. Yes. Morgoth. Okay, so yeah, because more more just means dark. Okay, like Mordor or Darkland. Yeah. So. All right. Yep. So this is where we get that term that that word Morgoth. Yes, Feanor from- invents it. Yeah, and yeah. So for even for Melkor to even suggest that he had you know been uh, uh, Feanor's like teacher or whatever. Is ridiculous though because we've already established that Feanor only looks to himself and his own like fiery. And I actually have a quote for this. Soul. <laughs> uh, for Feanor was driven by the heart of his own heart only. Mm-hmm. Sorry, by the fire of his own the heart fire only. Of fire. Of his own uh, heart. Working ever swiftly and alone, and he asked the aid and sought the counsel of none that dwelt in Amon, great or small, save only and for a little while of Nerdanel the Wise, his wife. Mm-hmm. And even then, like she, she was. Had she was a, the Padme much, to his Anakin. Yeah, she had a much cool, cooler head <laughs> okay. than he did, and uh, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, thing. Things happened. So so this is like in phases. Like we had Melkor, and then now Morgoth, and then he's not going to like evolve into something else. Well, I mean, then we have Sauron, but that's a whole other. Well, but Sauron is, is Gorthaur the Cruel. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, it, and it's, he, it's a different person. And, and Gore yeah. means corrupt or something. Yeah. I looked it up and I forgot. Yeah, but he remember that Sauron is a servant of, of Melkor, or rather Morgoth. I was 100% wrong Gore last time sorry. where I said that this is going to be about men, and I was way, <laughs> way off. In fact, 
I was honestly looking at the table of contents. Mm-hmm. I guess men don't come up until so, a while. Yep. Uh, so remember that you know elves have been here for a long time before before men. So yeah, we won't be seeing men for a while. We're, so, we're dealing more with the elves and, and the Valar first. Gore means horror or dread. So Gorthar the Cruel, the other name for Sauron, is like a horror, dreadful person, the mm-hmm. cruel. Yep. Oh, just like horror, dreadful, terrible, mm-hmm. outrageous, yeah. and, <laughs> and, even, cruel. And, and, and cruel. The thing, too, that I love and that we'll constantly come back to because of just the, the names and the sounds and the languages, just the sound of the word itself sounds like horror or terror or cruel. Well, Gorthar. It's just, gore, it's, just a, it's just not a pretty sounding word. You know? it, it goes back to uh, a lot of like, I think of what, why those like Lord of the Rings movies were so successful is they give all those words like the appropriate weight yes. and they sound really cool when people say them. Yes. Like when, when you have Ian McKellum say, uh, what's the name of the demons? Balrog. Balrog. When he says it, it sounds like, that's something to be afraid of because yeah, you give weight you know to that yeah because, because they brought dialect coaches in <laughs> yes, uh, they did a really good job because like Morgoth like really has mm-hmm. absolutely now what is the elvish word for fabulous or flamboyant <laughs> I'm curious um I mean <laughs> meat means like silver should we should so we, should, should, should we start doing an elvish word of the day here we on, should just we're cobbled together okay, uh, <laughs> let's just, do an elvish word of the day just say when <laughs> when what? I'm going through my dictionary. When? when? Okay. Uh, orod, which means mountain. O-R-O-D. Orod? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a root. Yeah, it's a root. Orod. Oh, and since we talked about the Palantir so earlier. Mountain. Since we talked about the Palantir earlier, uh, Palin is Quenya for far and wide. Mm-hmm. So seeing far and, and wide. And a Palantir, yeah, you can see things far and wide. It, as basi- though yeah, right it's, it's, it's the equivalent of, like, tele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Television, yeah. telephone. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not, you know, explicitly stated that he created the Palantir. This feels like, <laughs> this does feel like a bit like a class, because I feel like I read this stuff and I go, I don't know what I read! And then I hear you guys And then, we, and then, and then we talk through it, like, like, oh, hey, we learned a little I, I, bit. For the most part, I was pretty much right what I thought it was in my head. It just needed to, like, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, well, that's, reinforced. That's why I'm trying to use the Socratic method, <laughs> you know, which is not as that awful marketing agency I work for, just, like, throwing you in and letting you figure things out. No. It's using pointed questions to... Take the knowledge out of your own head that yep. you didn't know existed. Because you, you already have the knowledge, you just have to work through it. Mm-hmm. Because platonic forms are real. <laughs> Clearly. But so, um, yeah, so before we wrap up today, um, what was what was everyone's favorite part? Because mine, I've, and again, I've, I've, you know, jumped in and gotten way too excited about my favorite things. But my favorite things from, from this segment were a, just a lot of the, the phrases and word choices that are used when describing people, especially Galadriel. I really like that part. I, I mean, it's it's it was dark, but it, it was really interesting with the birth of Feanor. Mm-hmm. Like that's was really interesting and like and devastating. Yeah, yeah, devastating and significant. Yeah, uh, I just like the imagery of uh, like building a city that's perpetually half in twilight and half in light. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that you can see like the beauty of the trees, but still the wonder of the starlight over middle. But like, Earth. where do you like? How do you pick where to build your house? You're like, honey, I'm gonna buy a new plot of land. Do you want the light side or the dark side? I'm <laughs> sure uh, like the twilight real, side. I'm sure the the real estate on like the, the the fringe is like the biggest and most important, like most expensive. Real At some point, you gotta go to bed on and the fringe, sleep on the fringe of the death. That, that's that's where uh, <laughs> Donald Trump, you know, makes his money is 
I bet a lot of houses are on the border. Like, imagine, like, I wonder if there's like a hard border where it's like boom light, boom dark. This is the best place to access both. It's like a big old shadow. Like, I would like to see how to visualize I, that. I think it's more of a continuum given what we knew about the two lamps. True, true. <laughs> right. What's happening next time? I don't know. Stuff we'll see. actually happens. Stuff. Yeah, All right. Stuff. Good. Okay. Plot. <laughs> plot claws itself out of the depths to. Uh... Next time things happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken, you know. No, it's like it's like eight know, pages. Here's yeah. the thing. We're we're you know we're talking about the entire world here. We gotta we gotta set some <laughs> set up some some geography. We gotta get and some, some history. Work. Gotta get some groundwork going. You gotta get your frying we... pan hot and exactly. some oil into it. Exactly. Before you, you add the do some garlic and work. the You gotta cut and... it up. <laughs> before you sit down and eat it. To be fair, I feel like in this course, the the meal is the Lord of the Rings, and this is all prep work, mm-hmm. and the appetizer is the Hobbit. <laughs> So what is this? This is the mise en place. Okay, yeah. this is the drinks beforehand, and the... this is yeah. This is the well, while somebody's cooking. <laughs> this is this is the sucking har- it up while somebody zips your incredibly tight dress up, and then yeah. walking to the. This is the aperitif and the and the mise en place where where we will soon be cooking. <laughs> so yes, uh, I'm John. I have been Katie. I'm Chase. I'm getting more or less confused. You have been Katie, but you will not continue to be Katie. Do you I'm have just... another name? Wait, wait, wait. Hey. What is your Elvish name? <laughs> what is your Elvish name? Uh, well, what is like? What, I mean, what would be like? We would we have to dissect the term Katie. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, well, Laurie Lach. That's your name because it means gold and leaping flame. <laughs> okay. And they're next to that's each other cool. in the name dictionary. You just you just did that. Uh, okay, what reminds me of Katie? Feast clearly, and well, what we could actually do though is you can take like the meaning of of your, of your name. name. Yeah, there's yeah, like and then tools online. This yeah. isn't like that thing like on Buzzfeed where it's like what was the like what was the you're col- not going to become Moon Moon. You're not going to yeah. We're not going to be Moon Moon. What's the color of your underwear right now? And what no, was the last like, thing you ate? My name means whom the Lord gave. So I'm yeah. sure I could find some equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah. Elvish. I mean Chase to follow. Yeah. To, <laughs> no. <laughs> Good good news, Lemon. You just won GE's annual scholarship <laughs> award. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Talking Tolkien. Next week, we're going to get into chapters 7 and 8. I don't know what they're about yet. I'm not taking the chance to read them, but I'm hoping that they'll be interesting. So in the meantime, you can check us out at warpzonenetwork.com where you can find all of our other podcasts as well as iTunes and Stitcher.com. You can also check out our Patreon account, which is on Patreon at Warpzone Network. Uh, Just throw us some money there so we can kind of keep doing what we're doing. And other than that, Have a great week, and remember to toast to the professor.